Hello and welcome to the Business of Influence with me, Leroy Mark. And Tammy Rashid. And welcome to episode seven. We've made it almost to the end of the season one. Thank you. Wow. And so thank you so much for liking, subscribing, reposting, retweeting. How, how's, how's the first season going for you? Ooh, it's been interesting. Yeah. Mental gymnastics is what I call it. I feel like our minds totally. are constantly like being stretched and being undone. Absolutely. But I find myself like thinking about the podcast a lot while I'm driving. Like, oh, we need to do that next week. Oh, we need to do that next week so i'm very very happy that we're getting through the season i'm just proud of myself how <laughs> i've evolved you have you have and what's interesting for me is that you've been also seeing how much of a wealth of knowledge you are and Thank you. and and i think that uh today we're gonna need to rely on that wealth of knowledge because <laughs> today we're discussing being an influencer and dealing with finance so let's get into it because what do we know about finance? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the comeback, right? We've done the intro. Okay, cool. Right? Two, three? Welcome back to the Business of Influence, the finance edition with me, Leo Omar. And Tammy Rasheen. And we're talking about money as influencers. Uh, so before the show, I was chatting to Tammy and telling you how much I was so annoyed because I was listening to the radio the other day and I kept hearing them talking about like the influencers and speaking about us like we're just this throwaway yes. industry in the corner that's nice to have. Nonchalant, mm. there's nothing really involved you know? in it. It's just pretty pictures. And no. If only you knew what it takes to get those pretty pictures out. <laughs> and I was saying to you that we've built a whole industry around influencer marketing. And most people don't know it's a multi-billion rand industry. But we also looked at how, like, there's so many things that we do as a matter of course that are influenced by, and there's that word again, right? Influenced by what, by what we see, by what influencers send our way. Like your laptop that you buy or where you do your hair. Absolutely. I was saying to you, I saw where you bought your, your outfits for your trip to Dubai. You know, <laughs> those things. I'm like, oh, if I was a lady, I'd go and see there. But we never actually talk about how we live as influencers because it's become a career. In your experience, are you finding more and more people are no longer having like secondary jobs, right? Like people come to you and say, hi, my name is John and I'm a content creator. I think um, it varies. Mm. It varies in how... Um, new you are mm. to the industry because I think there's still going to be that nine to five that you th th uh, that you're working at and that you've got or how advanced you are in the mm. industry in terms of how much you've learned that you can rely solely mm. on influencer um, influencing as your job mm. so I think it really depends um, where the individual is at but yes a lot more of influencers are moving away from mm. um, balancing a nine to five with influence, uh, influencing and working solely as an influencer. Because it's work. It's a whole... It's a full-time job. Let me tell you, it's a whole, whole whole lot of work. And even the way we have to... I mean, I'm thinking about when I get a brief and the planning that goes into it and the meetings we have is one with the brand, but as a team on our own. Correct. We're sitting there constantly... Recently, I've had to also put in like a a flute, like you know, uh, when you when 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 your family has a spaza shop, right? You have to have flute for change. You have to have like a couple of rands there to be able to change because we need to talk about petty cash. We Absolutely. need to think about like okay, Ubers need to be paid for. What happens on the day when we're doing lunch, and all of that revolves around managing these finances. So I think maybe let's start there. Like, what are some of the challenges? I'll share with me, but you working with influencers on a daily basis. 
and also speaking to brands about paying the influencers, what are some of the things that become top of mind for you when you start thinking about how we pay and what potentially um, influencers should do to be able to maintain themselves with the little bit of money they get? Well, I think first and foremost is just being cognizant of um, payment terms. Yeah. So let's start there because Mm. once you know when you are going to get paid for a campaign and each um, influencer business or agency um, or even client has different payment terms. Mm -hmm. And once you can work out your roadmap there, then you're able to start budgeting. Um, And budgeting is going to be a key word today. (laughs) The the unsavory B word. (laughs) Budgeting, forecasting, projections. Mm. Um, So understanding the payment terms and then working around that, but also um, being able to push a lot more for long-term relationships to be able to create that consistency. I think long-term contracts are the mecca of content creation spaces, right? I have, in the last year or two, really started getting into where I'm having contracts that are longer than just, you know, two campaigns or for two months or for two weeks because what you're finding with them is that you're constantly then having to go back to market. Correct. But you had said something to me before in a few episodes ago that it's also making sure that you don't look like a billboard, right? Like we or like classifieds where everything will fly. Correct. Where on Monday you're doing this campaign and then three weeks later you're doing another. Exactly. So it really is beneficial even from an aesthetic point of view to keep these long-term contracts. But even, so as, as an influencer agency and working on both sides of the spectrum, we um, put a lot of effort into educating the brands to explore long-term contracts Mm. so that it's able to benefit both sides um, and that they also are able to um, optimise their budgets as well as get the influencers to have longer-term consistent income with the brands. So we're doing it on both Mm. sides for the benefit of both sides. I have found that in my experience... um, and this is my top tip, right? How I've been able to manage it, and we we're chatting about it earlier on, is that, see, because being an influencer, you get like lump sum usually, um, even if you do have like a four-month contract, the payment terms might be that you get like four tranches of the main contract yes. amount. And usually it, it looks like a big sum because you're looking at it and then you're like, okay, everything is there. But when you start looking at how, if this were a salary that you were to pay yourself over the duration of the contract, it wouldn't be that much or it would cover very few things. And my biggest challenge has always been not being able to access credit because although Mm -hmm. you might be making a bit of money, although you might be able to look after yourself and you've got very good deals or, you know, the deals are big and great, it's being able to access credit because unfortunately there's some things you need that Absolutely. require credit. You're not getting a payslip. You're not getting a payslip. You're not be able to. You can't. You can't buy a house unless you're doing really good deals <laughs> <laughs> with, with with you know in cash. You can't just swipe for a house. You can't swipe Get for a car. car. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And those for me have been the hard ones. And so I've been able to utilize the fact that my partner and I, he has a nine to job, a nine to five job. I do this influencer marketing. So. What we do is we he'd be able to prop up, okay, this is what we want to do. We were able to get this particular product, and then he's, he would get it on our behalf. Got you. But what happens is that usually we're not given credit that we 
can afford. What I mean by that is it's always much, much lower because they don't take into consideration Yours. my earnings. Yes. So yes. we find that they go, oh, you're over-indebted. And we're like, no, actually, we've got... And you can, you are able to afford it. You're yeah. just not being um, acknowledged yeah. for the income that you are earning yeah. within this particular Or field. we have to pay tremendous amount of, in, of interest um, okay. because they, they see us as so heavily high risk that... If we say we're going to buy a car and let's say the car for argument's sake is worth 100 rand, they'd be like, okay, we will charge you like 170 correct, because the correct. likelihood of default is such. So, for But me, in actual fact, it is high risk yeah. because of the inconsistency, yeah. um, which is unfortunate, mm. yet you are still earning the enough the to make it. Correct. So what I've always said is, as you were saying about running a business and that you are a business, it's to almost keep financials if you're a, as if you're a business. Yes. To say, okay, this is how much I've made in the year. Um, this is how much I made the year before. So I am good for it. And then yes. using those contracts that you get, those long-term contracts, Correct. to say, okay, but this is my potential earning for the next year. Correct. So this is how much I'm able to use it. So one of my biggest things is find yourself a system where you're able to access credit whether through the business or you know if you're in a relationship with a partner or trust or whatever to be able to to make the money work so that's my first big thing and my, i mm-hmm. think on that sorry i think on that is where uh, we come back to your uh, first question yeah. in terms of are influencers moving away from the nine to fives mm-hmm. to solely focus on influencing as a job and i think when you have that trajectory and you're able to see, okay, well, over the past year, I've been able to um, do X, Y, and Z in my own revenue as an influencer, um, you can start planning and projecting for your following year. Yeah, and I think um, it's such an important point because you also need to, as you do with your content plan, right, where you say, okay, I'm currently, you know, doing lots of work with whatever I'm trying to get into a particular different space. So maybe you're working in beauty, you want to add automotive or fitness as part of your of your suite of offerings. You also need to plan about how you're able to then move over. So I, Absolutely. about three or four years ago, had to do a hardware upgrade. So this means I had to get a new phone, I had to get a new camera, I had to get a new <laughs> laptop, I had to do Lovely. all those <laughs> And you know how much those things cost. <laughs> it was eye-watering. I distinctly remember paying for my laptop. I was in the bath. And I was weeping <laughs> because I had to make the transfer. Because I was like, this is, Terrible. you know, a king's ransom. But it's paid for itself back. And for me, that was a capital investment. Absolutely. As you would in a business. So for me, it's very important that even when you start looking at the money you're making... You don't want to be the guy who gets to the event and goes, hi, please take a picture of me on your phone and then email it to me because I was that guy. I was that guy. And it ended up being very difficult. Got to start somewhere, though. We ha- you have to start somewhere. My next tip is make yourself easy to run. For sure. Listen. We've had this conversation. <laughs> make yourself so cheap to run. For instance, I, when I look at the things I have to pay for on a monthly basis, they are bare minimums like they might absolute absolute have to if i can buy something in cash i'll definitely do it um it helps me so that when i do get income my expenditure is very very minimal so for instance it's all good to go out and please do have a time of your life but be careful that you're not anticipating that the next paycheck will come very soon because exactly even with your month-to-month contracts exactly. 
they don't always pay on the same day. Correct. <laughs> you Correct. Know? The account can't be on zero, so you want to almost keep the 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 account afloat and make sure there's a bit of funds in there. It is so important um, to put your budgets together mm. and what we call from a business perspective, it's your operating costs. Yes. What is each line item? And do that for six months, 12 months, um, so that you know your pro- projections. Um, and then budget accordingly. Mm. Why do the major banks, and I mean, this is unfair to you, but you know, it's our banter, um, not have products that are catered to for our space? Because we're no different to any other freelancer. Banks, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> because it's been always surprising to me about how there's so much money to be made in this industry. For sure. Um, you would know how much money you are passing on to pay influencers on a monthly basis yes. from brand. And none of them have devices to make sure, for instance, here's a top tip, Star Radio Africa. If I get, let's again, 100 rand, and uh, that's a big amount of money, I should be able to deposit amount of money and then get almost as an annuity, like a month-to-month payment to say to you, okay, you in your kitty have 100,000 rand. Yes. So for the next six months, you'll be able to pay yourself a thousand rand, ten thousand rand, almost like a salary. A salary, and then maybe have some of the money in an investment, so that okay. you're able to generate a bit of money back. So yes. we optimize how long that is. Yes. And then every time you get a very good um, contract, a long term one, you're able to top it up and be able to love. Mm-hmm, you see, you bring <laughs> lots of nice things. <laughs> so yeah, please let us know what are your top tips for making sure that you keep yourself financially viable and, and top challenges and top challenges. Um, how you make it through the month as a content creator and how you're paying for those big purchases, right? Because it is December time. The gifts are coming. Black Friday. Black Friday is a couple of weeks away. Some of us are looking in the black in our <laughs> accounts. But let us know how you get through this time of year. When we come back, we chat more about the finance of being an influencer. Because I was, I was getting in there, girl, because I got problems. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it. Why not? Okay, wait. Know? Points for... Are we on, Which segment are we on now? Um, two. Yeah. Yo. So again, we don't have to get too big into tax, but we can just bring up again, like what you guys are discussing about. In that. Terms of the that. And, um, yeah. In decision charge that, or you like registering as a business while you have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you 100% sure that the threshold is a million rand? Yeah, I just checked it. For influencers? Um, any business that's registered for VAT only has to pay VAT if they earn more than 1 million in the top. But hold on now. Influencers are not necessarily registered as a business. Some of them do. Okay, so that's something so we can talk about. So here's a fun fact as well. What you do if you have a manager, your manager can claim VAT on your behalf uh-huh. because they can the VAT would be to the creative handler as opposed to mm. the Levi. So that's why I was very confused because Levi always charges uh, VAT on everything that Mithali does. And I was like, okay, maybe because she makes a million a year. But um, it seems because he is making a million rand a year. Okay. Or a million rand coming through the business okay. a year. He's able to do it. Okay, cool. Cool. All right, episode seven. <sighs> Segment two, take one. Welcome back to the Business of Influence brought to you by Style Alley Africa. I am still Leroy Mark. And Tammy Rasheen. <laughs> and we're talking about the finance of being an influencer. In the last segment, we're chatting about some of the challenges we're going through, some of our budgeting tips. And now we're going to contextualize it to the South African economy. Yes. 
which is a very difficult economy. <laughs> I saw a video this morning uh, from a very famous comedian who was chatting about being working class and still being unable to afford his life. Like it is very. It is difficult. wild. It's very difficult. They uh, they don't make it easy. They, no, no, us. they absolutely from don't. From a tax perspective, um, living expenses, oh. whether it's an influencer that's just trying to make their living mm. influencing or a startup business and you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. South Africa doesn't make it easy. And I us. think, it's, I'm so glad you make the point about taxes, right? Because the other issue is that we also want to be compliant. And For sure. um, the people who are paying, and that's why I'm so angry that we are not formalized as an industry because we pay some of the most taxes. Yes. If you think about how, even as a content creator, we have small teams which are multidisciplinary who are on set with us that we're paying. We were chatting about it before in a previous episode about how many people you have on your payroll that you have to pay before you pay yourself as an influencer. So I get a contract from Tammy's Incorporated and we have a video to do. I must bring in makeup. There must be a stylist. You have to book a studio. And, you know, there's a sound guy. There's a lighting guy. It's a mini production. <laughs> and the number of people you're paying is a lot. And the taxes that they pay you know, they can finance the GDP of a small country. So let's look at that. <laughs> let's look at that, that, the tax part of it. What are some of the difficulties, Tam, in your opinion, when it comes to influences and tax? Well, I think I'm going to speak from a business perspective mm -hmm. um, and then you can dive in. us and advise from a content creator and influencer perspective. But obviously as a business, um, we add VAT onto our invoices yeah. to clients. Um, for whatever the campaign amount is, and then you've got the 15% VAT mm. that you are adding on. Um, we have to pay that VAT back to the South African Revenue Service. Yes. Um, it is not ours. Yes. However, influencers being our suppliers... Because we supply the, the goods. Correct. Mm -hmm. ...are not VAT registered. Most of them are And aren't. are not adding VAT onto their invoices. So when you're looking at um, what you're paying back or what you can claim back on, it's there's a huge um, gap between is that. It, is, it a, is it a gap that is in your favor or your detriment? And to our detriment. Because you're paying over that that you're not receiving. We, so when a client pays us, okay. that is inclusive of the VAT that is on the invoice. So let's just say it's a thousand rand uh, for the work being charged plus 15% VAT. They will pay us the total amount, including the 15% okay. um, VAT. That 15% that they paid us doesn't belong to us. It goes to the receiver. We have to pay that back. Mm -hmm. So the same would apply to an influencer who is VAT registered. Um, they put the 15% on their invoice, um, but they, as, as the middleman and agency, we would be able to, to claim that back. Okay. They would then have to go through the process on their side in to terms the of same. paying the VAT. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they would have to pay the VAT because if I'm paying an influencer a base fee of 1,000 Rand and they're charging 15% um, VAT on that and I'm paying them the total amount including the VAT, that 15% doesn't it's not belong theirs. to them. So they have to yeah. pay that to... to but if they're not receiving, if they're not receiving the, the VAT from you and they're VAT registered, then again, it's as you said, to their detriment as in the same way that your clients are, are paying Correct. you. And Correct. And you have that, that, that added... So it becomes this huge gap that we're paying 
the that that is not owed to us, but we don't have that that's to coming pay. in yes. to pass on as it were. Correct. So the complication of that. I mean, it's the same with us as 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 in the influencer space and as content creators because. Tax is a very scary thing for us, and most of us are paying the the, the tax of twenty five percent being, you know, the going rate for influencers, um, which we'll delve into. which which we'll delve into. But that's very very difficult because every time you have to look at your your invoice, you have to be very aware that twenty five percent is going of, of of every rand, and that's exclusive of things like um, paying for suppliers. I mean, there's things you can you know claim back on, but it's a very difficult system. It's complicated, absolutely complicated, and then the process of because then the next question is, why don't you just do it like a business? Why don't you register a business so you can charge that? Correct. Um, but which would help us. Which, w- w- <laughs> <laughs> which helped me a lot. But because we're not necessarily making the threshold amount Correct. of being able to charge for that. Yes. Um, you know, and pass it on. It becomes a bit difficult because, you know, a million rand, I think, the threshold. Yes. That's a lot of money to make. Correct. Um, and, and then pass on the VAT. But also we know none the wiser. Because this industry has always been set up as a side industry, a side hustle, a nice a freelancing to have. Yeah. type of um, yeah, approach. Yeah, and because of that, very few people then even consider paying the VAT on it. And how often are you paying the twenty five percent tax? So what we do with how my payments get done is that my tax person, so I receive the funds through my manager, and yes. my manager then makes sure that we do and remit everything to whoever, even if it means you put it in a holding account. Got you, which is important. So that when we do have to pay the VAT, we're not then worried it's about available it. Yeah. And you know you haven't gone and spent it. But you know what happens is that there's so many other um and this is where it becomes complicated that there's also um events and um parts of the industry that pay you in cash. Right? Mm. And cash is a very, very risky business. Very. Because very. Um, sometimes they go, ah, you know, you're here to MC. We've paid you X amount. Ach, do you mind if we pay you a little bit extra for you to do an extra hour? Okay. So what you're thinking is, I don't have to pay my manager 20% of <laughs> this particular Ooh. rand. Yes. I don't have to pay the additional 25%. So you're really saving yes. 45% potentially. But it's still risky. It's very risky because when the receiver says, hi. Correct. I want the balances in Correct. the books. What do we do there? So, we, so for me, it's very it's difficult because from a money point of view, we still haven't um, formalized the industry that much, and it's very important for us to somewhere in your in your finances to build in even hiring a tax consultant once absolutely, a year, absolutely, absolutely, twice a year. There's so much that um, content creators and influencers need to understand that. Even as business owners, mm. you know, we are being advised and guided through tax consultants, our accountants, um, our financial directors, mm. and it's not a business owner's expertise. Yes. So one has to acknowledge where their expertise lies mm. and not ignore these other little areas um, that are so important in budgeting forecasting and managing your finances. Because when you start doing the maths for it, it becomes the the amount you quote on the quote and what you invoice for and what you actually receive in your bank account at the end of the day become quite minimal. Yes. Because you start seeing how much your overheads are. And if you start including things like, you know, how much you need to pay on taxes, 
and insurances you know we, we have to pay so much just for for us to be have to to have i mean there's a particular bank which i won't mention um that has started working on um putting together um a cushion right yes. for you to be able to claim for when you um for business interruption so okay. so when when you're not getting money because of whatever reason they're able to fill in the gap but we still haven't formalized it enough for me to be able to say, okay, as an attorney, what I do is I pay a monthly fee of X amount in the event that I get sued for mishandling funds or malpractice. Yes. I can then go to the Fidelity Fund and say, hi, Tammy doesn't like how I dealt with her case. She says I owe five million. Please pay. I pay you premiums. Yes. In our industry, we just have everything comes out of our pocket. Correct. And unfortunately, because it's so public, it's why people can tell mm, something's wrong there. Yes. And for me, it's trying to formalize that. And I think brands must also be very aware when they do make the payments that there's so much we need to pay for <laughs> <laughs> over and above the cost of of, of making the money. Oh, this is a serious episode. It really is. <laughs> Some people have then decided to go the route of opening a business. Yes. So registering an LTD, PTY, PTY, LTD. Um, I've done so only also to protect my name. Okay. So that, you know, Leroy yes, Mark PTY. Yeah. That. So that we, no one else can use it. It's mine. <laughs> um, but also, um, that is quite onerous. Um, you're For a business sure. owner. If we were to go and go, uh, Leroy Mark PTY, LTD. What are some of the things from a financial point of view that we need to consider that we'll have to do that you do as a business already? So you're well-placed oh. for this because you're dealing with this on a daily basis. Yes. What are some of the things that you deal with that I need to go, oh, okay, cool. So you said, for instance, that you have to deal with your compliance as far as your tax is concerned. Correct. Um, what about things like uh, VAT and remitting VAT? So, mm. well, f- I c- again, I can speak from a business perspective. Mm. So, um, it's the VAT, mm-hmm. it's the income tax returns, it's the, well, tax from uh, employee tax that yes. we, that pays you earn. Pays you earn. Mm. Um, so, there's a whole bunch of tax compliance oh. aspects <laughs> that um, we have to take into consideration. But I would say those are the big ones. Those are the big ones yeah. that we consider. Um, from a business perspective. What happens with things like expense accounts? Because I'm finding more and more that um, cause content creators now are heading to the clients, right? So sometimes you'll have Star of Africa and I'm like, let me go, you know, schmooze Tammy and take her out to a nice dinner, say next week Thursday. Yes. Um, that Italian place we went to the last time. <laughs> <laughs> For us to have a conversation, obviously that is part of your costs. Yes. Um, and we're more and more delving into the parts where we have expense accounts, where we have assistance. You know, these are becoming... These are just all line items that are part of your operating expenses. Mm. So whether we have advertising costs or um, salaries or um, uh, entertainment, um, it's, all, it's mm. all part of your operating costs. And that's what... Ne- that's what um, you would need to calculate from how much you need to earn, how much your expenses are. It's just like running a house. Mm, a whole um, home. Exactly. <laughs> and what are all the expenses per month? And then you see what your net profit is mm. that you're actually able to use. <laughs> <laughs> I love that net profit. Oh, we hope we make net profit at the end of the month. <laughs> net profit or net <laughs> loss? <laughs> Sometimes it's a loss. <laughs> when we come back, we chat more about finance, being an influencer and how we make bank and keep it in the bank. Stay tuned. Gotcha. Gotcha.
I just was I, I was a little confused about what seeking professional help. Am means. I allowed to drink my tea in this? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm okay. been sipping. <laughs> Um, I think we can, you guys actually kind of touched on it already, actually. Mm. Um, so we can actually skip that. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I think we can just go more into, like, expenses, um, good investments, etc. Good investments, okay. Cool. Um, I'm trying to think what advice I can give. I think yours is the best suited because you understand, you run the business. So we're trying to do what you're doing. You're able to pay salaries every month. Also me, I want to be able to pay myself a salary every month. So your tools that you're doing every month, for instance, business development, right? Going out and getting new business. Um, how do we do that as influencers? Oh, that's a good one. Mm. You know, as a company, you've got a whole person who's your, your, your BD, that is a great one, mm. actually. Guys, I'm full of him. Full <laughs> of him. <laughs> Not what? just a pretty face. Mm, give me one sec. I'm just thinking about this now. Oh. Do you know what's for dinner, Kensan? Oh, you know what I'm going to speak on? Bootstrapping. What does that mean? Mm, that's a good one. Bootstrapping, bootstrapping, where if you are um, evolving from side hustle influence, uh, influencing to full-time influencing, you technically are an entrepreneur yourself full-time, and that requires bootstrapping, uh, strapping, um, which is... Tightening the belt. Love so it, Cutting Lord. all the fluff. But honey, first thing I did was kill all my subscriptions. Exactly. <laughs> so what I did was a friend of mine was in the US and I needed to buy this phone. I used to have an 8 Plus before. I've never really cared about this thing. You know, like, apart from the content creation element of it, mm. I don't, I don't, these things don't mean much. Oh, it's nice Yeah, I don't, I don't think, oh my God, you've got an Android. Right? Mm. Never been that person. Then I had to do the upgrade on this thing. On all of these things. And and I had like a meltdown. I said to you, I cried in the bath. Yeah. I, I had to buy because I had to buy this, and I had just paid for this. Oh my god! Um, and it was bad no, it's like when uh, when when one of the staff comes and says, "My laptop's not working." And you go, and you laptop, I'm like, wait till next month. <laughs> and in your mind, you're seeing the numbers. You're seeing how much a laptop costs. Literally. It's not just a thing. And so I had to, so this, when I bought this, I bought this in the US, and a friend of mine who comes in back and forth bought it for me. Because also there was an issue with the microchips, remember? It was during COVID. Yes. So we actually couldn't get it. Mm. I was like, I'm going to spend this thing, I'm going to send the money. Bleak, my baby, bleak. When the money went out in two big yeah. chunks, eh? the bank called me and said, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I was, where, where are you at? <laughs> where are you at right now? I'm like, honey, I'm not well. I'm not okay. Oh. Okay, so we're going to do bootstrapping. Yeah. And what's the other one I said? Business dev. Business dev. Okay. Cool. This is the last segment. Yeah. So do, can we, should we add the conclusion? Yeah. And then go recap. Minutes, my, my recap will be um, definitely on um, managing yourself as cheaply as possible. Mm. Okay. 
And then, um, oh, I see why they give us more than one pen now, because they run out. Um, cheaply and using all your talents. <laughs> <laughs> or all of, the, all of the talents. Don't what go, I mean by don't that, go I mean, stripping. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're not going stripping, you better charge for the videos. <laughs> if you're not going stripping, you better charge for all the pictures they take. For house well, calls. For entrance. For <laughs> entrance. You must have a sponsor for your outfits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have it done. <laughs> have it done. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is episode seven, segment three, and three. Wait, did everyone have a little sip of water? Yeah, I did. Good. Three, two. Welcome back to the Business of Influence with me, Lee Romo. and Tammy Rasheen. Proudly brought to you by Style ID Africa. Make sure you like, you follow, you subscribe, and you send it to your postman even to make sure he's in the know about the business of influence. So all episode long, we've been chatting about finance, making yes. money, and more importantly, trying to keep it in the bank and not getting arrested by the tax man. <laughs> But something interesting that you said to me, Tammy, and I think my takeaway from this episode is really about managing yourself as a business. Yes. Because you need to constantly be paying and resourcing yourself to make it through. So I always think about how, as content creators, the one thing that we do very well is create the content when the content and the brief is available. Yes. So we get in the mail, either you on, you know, platforms like Style ID Africa or on any other platform or the, the brand contacts you directly, you come up and you get a brief. So now we're happy because you've got work. Correct. Right? But in a business, you have a business development expert who goes out there and it finds the finds work. Finds business. You were away um, quite a lot this month trying to find new business, innovating the business, finding new strategies and things. What do we do? As, as 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 influencers for us when there is no work that's come so, uh, in to get the work absolutely um it is and as one always says you've got to plan for those rainy days mm-hmm. um but influencers need to be active and or proactive yeah. in looking for new business opportunities and something that we also pride ourselves in at Style ID Africa is we constantly approaching clients with um, and new clients with new and innovative ideas mm. um, and ways of doing influence marketing. So we also suggest to influencers to pop us a DM, pop us an email um, with an idea that they want to collaborate with mm. X, Y, or Z brand. This is what they have in mind. This is why motivate your reason. And we will also assist them as uh, from a new business perspective mm. to pitch that to potential clients. Um, but as influencers, one needs to be proactive yeah. in reaching out, either reaching out to agencies that have particular clients, um, being a part of platforms such mm-hmm. as Style ID, or actively reaching out to brands. That is a difficult one yeah. because brands get inundated. Many, many. Um, so hence I would suggest coming to the middleman such as Style ID and motivate your reason as to why you would want to work mm. with a particular brand or this is where you see the relationship going. Mm. Um, and we get that quite often. Mm. I think what I like about that is when you are running this as, an, as, an, as a nine to five, as your daily bread, Apart from creating the content, you realize that you also want to create relationships that yes. you're able to leverage on. My photographer friend and I, Sponello, have a conversation all the time about doing the work that you want to be paid for. Yes. What we mean by that is, it's a bit quiet. 
it's that you know iffy time of the year where you're in the middle of winter but there's no really like work coming in there's no real um briefs being sent out it's a bit of a lull we had a huge run of those after covid absolutely we don't know what was happening it's when you have a brand in mind and you know what you want to do with them, it's worthwhile to just create the work yourself. What I mean by... Totally. Tammy's making a range of homeware now, right? And really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tammy's homeware coming soon to a store near you. And I really like Tammy's homeware. So what I will do is I might even just go out and just buy one or two items and I'll do a little bit of content to put it together. Even if it's not Tammy's homeware in particular, I can get a you know, blank cup or whatever. And I'll create the work that I want to be paid for. Because once I go to brand, I say, Tammy, look what I can do. Now, imagine if you came in with a bit of support, you've given a bit of branding, what we could do. And it has worked for me 100% of the time. My move from my lifestyle content to automotive literally started that way. Yes, I literally got two friends of mine, uh, my friends who are partners. I said, I like your cars. They have the same car in different colors. And I said, can you lend me for an afternoon? Brilliant. We put together a shoot and we went all over town, Melrose, whatever, and we ended up doing content that we posted up on our on our pages. It helped us in, in two ways. You could see the reach, so the appetite for the kind of content that we had brought out. But when we went to brand, brand could literally plug themselves into yes. what was happening and could see how it could work for them. Yeah, they can actually, th- it's there to visualize, yeah. it's there in front of them. Um, and uh, that is absolutely brilliant. And because we had done the work, they knew that we were able to one, you know, see through till the end. But we're now talking about something that was in front of them, tangible, and they could see. So my big thing about when you are b- uh, developing the business and you're sending the proposal to Style ID and you're saying, Tammy, I want to work with company X and company Y, it's always worthwhile to just do a small little thing. Absolutely. Um, so that we can see what you're up to. So we can see how you go. My next question then is, now that I'm running myself cheaply (laughs) and now I've got all this business development coming in, what happens when I get the rejection? What do I do to make sure that I can get the hits of my pitches? So many times we pitch to companies and we just don't know what brands are looking for. What is the generic that we should be trying to target in the business? It's very difficult that because brands are working according to their annual or seasonal strategies. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what we have insight into. Um, So, especially when we get a lot of requests, but I want to work with this brand, um, I want to work with that brand. And we do take that to to the clients, um, but often it's a case of this isn't falling in line with the overall strategy Mm. for the year. Let's re-look at this next Mm. year. Um, or yeah, there's multiple reasons perhaps that they would reject Mm. the particular influencer, but I think influencers need to still be cognizant, um, keep pushing, keep putting those proposals forward, keep sending us ideas and, and your, um, value adding content creation, et cetera. But the brands are still working Mm. according to a broader, larger marketing strategy as well as business strategy. Timing. Um, yes. Also know when the businesses are beginning their financial years so that you're able Correct. to go and start chatting to the agency and say, okay, listen, Tammy, 
I know that um, brand A starts off in March. Correct. Can we start chatting? You know, Absolutely. in December into Absolutely. January. Oh, Absolutely. love it loads. Love it loads. Tam, your takeaway about uh, how influencers can make a bank in this bankable industry? Um, one thing I want to leave our listeners with is um, something we chatted about briefly is being able to bootstrap. Bootstrap. Oh, yes. favorite word. Bootstrap. Next to budget, bootstrap <laughs> is the best word. <laughs> Bootstrap is, and especially when you're making that transition into being a full-time influencer or content creator, you are technically an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. um, with your own business, Mm -hmm. and you need to cut away all the fluff. Yes. Don't spend unnecessarily, um, tighten the belts, and that is called bootstrapping in the sense that really just um, have your key expenses and th- any lavish things are not necessary. They can come point. later. They really correct, can. Correct. They really can come later. And for me, that is um, definitely a key point. It's You don't have to go and spend on the um, latest car, the latest phone. Mm. You know, really just be cognizant of your expenses mm. and bootstrap. And where you're spending the money. I think correct. we were chatting about how I went to, and I did this whole, you know, hardware upgrade. But I realized that I needed so much because it was coming so difficult for me to create content on my own. Yes. So, you know, sometimes a brand will come in and be like, listen, we've got a quick drop for you. Please do an unboxing, your favorite. (laughs) (laughs) And you'd be like, yo, unboxing. And then you have to call a friend and go, I know you've got a good phone. Can I come to your house and do it? And once you've done the system upgrade, you know, it really, it makes, you make your own business work better. Absolutely. It makes it easy for you to run the business. And I think, Make sure you're charging for everything that you do. Yeah. I think what we do badly in business is that we we give a lot of things for free and it's good if you're doing it for some sort of goodwill. So, you know, if you have a, a very good ca- campaign, a long-term campaign, and you say, you know what, I usually charge X, but I can do X minus five for you because we're going long-term. Correct. Or maybe discounting a few things. Um, Be strategic. Um, very strategic. It's not, and especially, and my team will vouch for this, it's not cut and paste. Mm. So be strategic with each client, with each campaign. Um, always go back to your personal strategy um, and and work things around that mm. way. So add value, as, as you had mentioned, yeah. but also charge where necessary. I like that. Add value, but charge where necessary. I did the very same thing for a campaign where we were asked to do particular content for the in-feed and I did stories as an added extra. You see. And you know what a, a brand does? They go, ah, this guy, he knows the plan. Exactly. He's playing with us. So uh, make sure that you add the value, but know when to charge extra. Yes. That's the tagline for the day. Well, you know what? Um, finance is heavy um, <laughs> and it, it, it does. Uh, <laughs> I'm a lawyer because I can't count. Um, but what I really enjoy is that we're able to bring this information to you as we find it, as we experience it. Absolutely. So please let us know what you want to chat about next time on this here platform, The Business of Influence, brought to you by us, Style ID Africa. My name remains Lira Mark. Tammy Rasheen. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye.